Welcome to Goats and Dragons, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Please be warned, this podcast contains adult situations and language that may not be suitable for children. In fact, we try our best to be unsuitable for people of all ages. You're welcome. Sitting down, staring in the fire, like as close as she can get without being burned, and just like with her, like her knees up and her arms around her knees. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Arben kind of comes over to you and, are you you okay? That was, that was, that was very frightening. Was it? I certainly was. Hmm. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Hey, you guys, I have a strategy for solving the puzzle. You know how fully shot that one, and then it did something, but not that bad. It's just like a dragon game for some reason, which was weird. Um, maybe we stand really far away and shoot the orbs and see what they do. Maybe we investigate this one first. Uh, real quick, you had, you had uh, stabilized fully. Um, yeah. Yes, I stabilized him. Did you tie him up, uh, or like manacle him or anything? Or I thought we tied him up. I'm I can't remember. Doing that now. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I thought we did. Just but... making sure. I I thought we definitely haven't yet because the dragon came right away. Right. But right. he can't have come back awake yet, so I'll tie him up. I was going to say stabilized yeah, yeah. is like a one d four plus one hours unconscious. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, Because yeah. I think yeah. what what I did yeah. was that's right. I I think what we did was with my med check. I stabilized him and also checked to see how long he was going to be unconscious. And it was like, it's at least yeah. a couple hours until he wakes yeah, up. Yeah, 100%. Right. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And, Stormbringer, you use your rope. You tie him up really good. Um, yeah. I forget, did he consent to this? Or just Arvin? <laughs> the tying up. Uh, well, Charity already specified to him and now begins the light bondage portion of the evening. So, (laughs) he had opportunities to object. I'll put him by the fire where he'll be warm. By or in? By. Okay. I want to question him. I don't remember why I want to question him because I have a headache, but I want to question him. (laughs) That was before the whole dragon thing. It's a long time ago. Um, so I would suggest that, um, uh, so I know, Lena, you were having Stormbringer say, I have a strategy for solving yeah. the puzzle. Right around there, either before or after Burbage would indicate um, to Stormbringer to maybe uh, pick him up and carry him over to the Blue Orb to stand with okay, Charity. yeah, I'll carry you over. So now with the insight from... Burbage having read Pelototh of looking at the blue orb with the fact that the blue orb has a line of arcana magic, etc. Is there a check I can make to figure out if this orb has any mechanisms other than touching it? Like we, so we know that contact activated two of the orbs, right? The brown Uh, and the white. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Seemingly, the dragon was also very careful to stay about five feet away from the orbs when he was moving. Um, so you think even proximity might do it? Um, so yeah, it's one of those things. At least touching for sure. Did, and did he avoid the blue one as well? Uh, no, he seemingly went pretty close to that one. 
Just, so like he didn't you touch just him, but he went away right from by it. But he yeah. stayed away from the other one. So it seems like he he may not have known the puzzle based on what he said, but he at least knew the effects of failing the puzzle. Right. Yeah. I was just going to throw in an ad that the blue orb is the one that Burbage said he saw the grinning shape in the the elven face. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were they in all? Yeah. Well, yeah, but it was more pronounced in that one, I think. Okay. I think, the, yeah, well, yeah, clarify that for us. Could you, Andy? Yeah, maybe it was the colors, but you could see that face in all of them. You just noticed it more prominently in this one. Whether that's because why that was exactly is mostly metagame. You rolled higher on your perception. <laughs> yeah. uh, you don't exactly know if that's due to the orb itself. But between that and... The fact that Pelotov looked at this one, it's enough for us to know that this one's special for some reason. And moved and didn't seem as nervous about getting really close to it. Yes, yeah. it would seem that. Maybe we should pick up, hey guys, maybe we should pick up Foley and throw him close to the blue orb. I think we wanted to question him, right? Charity's going to pause for a second. On the other hand, it was a white dragon, and if these are all damaging and this one is cold, he wouldn't really give a crap about that. But... So, what kind of check could I make to try to figure out, now that I feel like this one is different from the others? Yeah. Um, And I'm also open to, if you are multiple checks around, like, it mechanically, like, literally its physical presence... Yeah, it's yeah, magical uh, effect, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. Uh, give me like an investigation, uh, arcana, um, history. If you're feeling naughty. Um. What? <laughs> so I am going to. I am now Keep going to be. I am going now to be using um, guidance. So I'm going to cast that. Guidance. It's an amazing cantrip that makes you or people you care about better at things. Use it a lot. And the sword by Fully goes away. No. No, it doesn't. Oh, is this not concentration? No. No. Spiritual weapon is busted. No, no. My telekinesis goes away. Oh, your telekinesis goes away. Yeah. Um, I'll get the sword back. Yeah, because if Fully wakes up, it he's yeah. going to meet the sword yeah. again. Um, so, investigation first? to sort of look at the physical structure of it. Okay. Fourteen. Right. Um, it, it's hard this cause, because this doesn't necessarily physically make sense. That the the iron spike uh, that you... Uh, you're, not, you're not trying to get too close to the orb, so you just... You see the iron spike disappear into the snow. Um... And then above that, it's floating. Uh, yeah, it just none, none of this makes sense, really, from a physical perception point of view to you. And nothing really new. Okay, and then Arcana. Okay, yeah. Arcana. The magical side of it. A 23. Let's go 26. With a 26. Um, that, that thin little thread of Arcana energy you now notice wraps all the way around the 
iron spike uh, down into the snow itself. And actually, you feel it now beneath your feet as well. That same sort of feeling that you're getting from it. Uh, seems to run in on in the on the almost along the ground in the snow underneath your feet. Like in a way that if he wanted to, he could trace it. Seemingly, yeah, you'd have to dig in the snow a decent amount, but you might be able to trace it. Yeah, I'm impervious to cold. I'm not impervious to cold. I was gonna say charity will probably look at you like, could you perhaps dig here? I feel. I feel energy from this mechanism running through here. Yeah, yeah, sure. Hikari, can I have my fire sword back to dig? Um, yeah, I I bring it over to you. And then I walk back to the fire. <laughs> okay. And I look at Arvin and I shrug and I said, ah, I guess you'll do. <laughs> 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 wow. I don't know, do we have like a tent or something? He's got a tent? Yeah, yeah. alright, I'll go to the tent. Um, I take you try him to lead him away? Yep. <laughs> Holy shit. You're getting, you're stealing so Arvin from Burbage now too. Oh, I forgot. Well, yeah, I am. Oh. I forgot though. Uh, hey, you guys, don't go too far. I need roll. to know where you are. Okay, we're gonna be in the tent. Give me a persuasion roll. Why? <laughs> with Arbin? Yes, with Arbin. Oh Arbin is terrified. He's not bluesy. I thought that would. What did you just call me? You know, he probably he's not some Oh, I thought you said he doesn't want to be with a floozy. No, no, and I'm like, no. excuse me. I'm just pointing out that he probably hasn't showered in like the whole time he's been on this iceberg. So he's probably oh pretty God. rank. Wait. But if you still want to sleep with him, you know, you know, whatever. Uh, what Just I maybe, like, press to digitation him a little first. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> press to digitation for Breeze. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> fail. Oh no. Hikari, yeah. nobody that. trusts you anymore. Nobody trusts you. Arvin doesn't even know me. Says, yeah, uh, <laughs> no, thank you. Uh... That's that's very sweet of you, but oh, listen, I just walk away. Listen, I I just need to. You uh, uh, just walk away. Uh, Hikari, Actually, I walk towards his tent, and I'm like, I'm yeah, sleeping. Fully, he's fully still over there. I I walk towards his tent. And I said, I'm sleeping in here tonight. All right. uh, the there's room for two people, and I can't. nope. It's just all right. Uh, and then Arvin Arvin just feels like awkward and bad, and he'll Good. even go away from the. <laughs> This, this wow. Okay, so given that everyone that I give a flying fuck about has moved away from it, I'm also going to also that fire actually technically wasn't there once combat had started. I forgot. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Move the well, fire whatever. over this way so that it can help gotcha. with melting. Sure. Yeah. Okay, and I'll start digging where you told me to dig. And during this, Andy, while Charity's kind of investigating and while Stormbringer's digging, and now that the fire's yeah. here, I wonder how much time... I mean, Burbage would naturally, like, start... Kind of, he would pull out that elven blade that he discovered on the yeah. dead body, and he would kind of start looking at it and examining it, and kind of he'll be reflecting on, like, what the fuck did I just do, giving Bright Fang away, and but he'll kind of be channeling that into examining this blade 
Right. Okay. And uh, I don't know yeah, how as, much time that might take to kind of learn about that sword. Sure. Yeah. You'll take it. You'll take a. I'll, I'll say that as Charity and Stormbringer are uncovering uh, essentially what, what I've now revealed on the map, which is that line of Arcana seems to go now to a Charity. What you can tell is a, uh, a blue and metallic uh, carved, um, um, not carved, but like dented specifically in, in patterned ways. Uh, teleportation circle. Which, and this is about where you zapped Appeared. into, yeah. So that makes sense. Um, yeah. But you've now kind of uncovered the elements of it. So somehow that blue line of arcana is hooked up to the teleportation circle. So, hey, hey, do you think if we... Um, hooked one of the other orbs up. Somehow it would change where the circle goes. Like one of them's all deserty, right? I mean, that's not what people said. They said it was like a heat, like a furnace. So maybe it would change, and the other would take us to the sun. Um, and I don't remember what the yellow one does. The yellow one was the one that uh, gave off the like smell of a uh, like a heater turning on. I thought that was the red one. No, the red one produced, like, steam slash mist. Oh, so it would take us to Asana? So, uh... now, Andy, with this, that there is a link to this orb, and the teleportation circle is here, do any of the other orbs remind me of where we came from? Uh... Not really. I mean, maybe the one that smelled sort of hot a little bit felt like that the caves with the lava, I guess. But, um, yeah. But not strongly enough for Charity to be like, oh, okay, this is a location setting. And that's clearly the one. Because, And I guess also, like, lava doesn't, I don't think, particularly smell like a radiator. Right, right. Like, I imagine there would be some, like, sulfur smell and... Um... Well, and I had said, like, I slash Burbage had wondered if the the mist in the red orb was at all, like, reminiscent of the steam coming off of the... Like, off of the lava or off of the water by that volcano? Or I, I forget. Yeah. Um, Andy, what kind of check can I give you for that sword? Um, just investigation, let's say, first of all. And also, dare I ask, I, I hate to be presumptuous, but m- might I have gotten inspiration from how I handled Pelotov? I'm not sure. Uh, not necessarily inspiration, as, as that was an incredibly efficient way to stop that fight. <laughs> I think it was just amazing oh, roleplay. If, efficient? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, giving up your... Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. Giving up Red Fang, that gives you... Yes, yeah, I was going to say, yes. it wasn't the talking, 100%. it was the personal right. growth and the... <laughs> yeah. Specifically giving up Red yeah. Fang. A hundred percent, you get an inspiration. Yeah. So that's a 15 investigation on the, the sword. Okay. All right. Um, so Burbage, in the firelight, uh, you, you see a, a beautifully carved elven blade... Uh, the hilt of which uh, inlaid with gold, uh, seemingly uh, uh, 
heads of wolves um, sort of make up the hilt of this thing. Um, the sword itself has some elven runes uh, inscribed on, on one side of the blade. And Burbage, it is just impossibly sharp. Almost to the point where you can't even see the edge of this thing. <laughs> and you sort of wave it into the snow itself and the snow just it, it's it's like water there's no resistance you carve a little bit even into the metal of the <laughs> of the uh, teleportation circle before charity and here like goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> this uh, but sure. even that easily sort of scratches it it is yeah very very interesting yeah burbage will he'll kind of narrow his eyes at that because yeah in some of the stories that he heard about about arian getting the fang he's he's remembering now wasn't there some vague detail in some of those stories about an impossibly sharp sword have you just been walking around with two artifacts this whole time not this whole, I mean, that elven blade I just got off of the body here. Oh, okay. I can't remember <laughs> where you got that. And, and, and Burbage is starting to put things together. But, I mean, like, and it's interesting, like, right, just to flag the, like, the, like, what that, <laughs> that bonus episode really was. And, like, I'm not, I don't want to have it seem like Burbage remembers clearly every detail that was role-played in those sessions, but more that, like, he just he had a vague kind of, he was recalling them, and yeah, the listener gets to see the full flashback, kind of, but so for Burbage, it's more like, oh, starting to kind of just put things together in a vague way. Does that, does that work yeah. for you? Yeah, you, those are the stories you recall, the myths you recall, yeah. And you recall cool. those details about it. Yeah, perfectly fine. Right. Um, Stormbringer and Charity, you've uncovered this what what charity sees is the line of like arcana thread almost impossibly thin stormbringer you can't see it at all and charity you almost feel like you sense it more than see it even uh and then you uncover the teleportation circle and this is still again don't forget this is incredibly cold and if you're not getting out of kind of the snow and the the elements of the night probably within an hour or two here um you feel like it's really going to take a toll on you. Other um, people near my tent, by the way. I just don't want Arvin in my tent. <laughs> and there in his tent? And my tent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charity is going to look over. You're not getting that tent back. <laughs> just so you understand. Uh, don't suppose you have another one on you, do you? Anyone? I got one. I've got a tent. Arvin, I've got, I think I've got a tent. Just let me... Let, yeah, hold on. I've been distracted by the sword, but you need a tent? Yeah, I've got a tent. I'll go through my things. I've got a big enough tent for both of us, I'm sure. Uh, uh, yeah, Burbage, yeah, we need a tent. This is so so cold out here. Huh. Yeah. So, okay. Um, uh, Charity's going to message into Burbage's head. Making progress on that side quest, I see. And then... <laughs> um, right. Uh, I want to investigate the circle and its relationship to the thread and the orb, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one more Would Arcana that be check. Arcana. Okay. Yeah. 
20. Not 20. Now. All right. So you're putting you're putting together the the like magical machine that this seems to be. That that doing something activating the orb somehow will activate the teleportation circle. The trick now is finding out what is it going to be to activate that blue orb. It it does not seem active currently. If that okay. makes sense. So I would so so I guess and let me talk through this and see if this sort of makes sense. Yeah. The other orbs touching them released a burst of magical energy from them that was typed like light thunder etc sure this one seems to be connected to the teleportation circle and it doesn't seem active right now so i feel like if i do i feel like if i activated it the teleportation circle would activate yes right okay I'm going to sort of call over. Hey, Hikari, I might have found something. You can bring your tent with you if you want to taunt Arben with it. Uh, well, are you message cantripping me or calling Shouting. Me? Shouting. <laughs> Shouting. I shout back. Okay. Thank you. you. Can I just pack up the tent? Like, and Can I do it real quick somehow? Uh, you uh, not really like oh. these two guys have made kind of a small home here. Never like, mind. They've carved into the ice underneath the tent to make more room. They have like a bookshelf with yeah. several books. On I literally it. just go. Yeah. Uh, never mind. <laughs> okay, and then you start climbing back up the iceberg. Yeah. Then. Hey, Stormbringer, could you go grab Foley? Sure thing. I'll go get Foley. Okay. Yeah, he is unconscious still. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you, you kind of drag him back. He's pretty heavy, but you, you drag him back over. I'm a Goliath. I know. I can lift him. Of course you can lift him, yeah. Not drag, just carry. Okay, yeah, you carry him fully then. And Akari, you kind of get back over to the group then as well. You're all sort of shivering around the the fire. So this orb is connected to this, and this is a teleportation circle. The orb isn't currently active. Do the... Andy, now that I also know that, does it seem to me like the other orbs also are inactive? And that touching them is activating them? Or proximity. In, in other words, is the yeah. active state what they're doing right now, or is the active state the burst of energy? That that is that you don't know. They're they're not connected to this thing at all. You did get that sense last time that all of them could either give something off or be active, and and those felt like two different situations, so that. Probably not. Um, does that make sense? I got a little lost. Sorry. They yeah. Could've... No, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so last time you had you had looked at them to see each each orb sort of had a receiving state, and then mm-hmm. a a state in which it produced an effect. 
Mm-hmm. Those seemed like two different things. That's an to on-off. Activate... That's a binary switch. Yeah, yeah. To activate the blue orb, you think it needs to receive something. Okay. Not produce, like, the giant thunder wave that yeah, yeah, the yeah. other one. And that what it's yeah. going to produce is energy here, basically. Right. Um, yeah. But so, first, it receives something. Uh, Charity's going to be like, I don't entirely know what I'm doing and sorry if I kill us all. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> um, we'll all die together, right? Wouldn't that be ironic that <laughs> you totally survive the dragon without a fight and then Charity and, kills you all. Yep. And I'm gonna take one of my caltrops and just very gently plink it at the orb. At which one? The blue one. Okay. Uh, You throw a caltrop at the blue orb. Tink! Tink! Falls into the snow. Nothing happens. Maybe we need to throw something heavier. I could throw one of these dead bodies? I don't think so. I'd also checked earlier, Andy, and I remember asking that yeah. The, the orbs seemed like they both could emit magic and receive specifically magic. Yes. Yes. That there is some sort of magical effect and there is that binary of receiving something or activating something. And it seems like the blue one right now is waiting to receive something while the others are waiting to activate something. That's about as much as you can tell what from if... all of the arcana machine that is going on here. Charity, what if we have to hit the other four orbs at the exact same time? And then the blue orb will receive that and then then we won't die. I mean, the problem is with that coin flip, if we get it wrong, we're almost certainly totally fucked. Hey, if it's a coin flip... That means it's a 50-50 shot, and I like those odds. <laughs> I'm going to try something else. And Shady's going to think for a second. Yeah. And hold out a hand towards the orb. And go, again, yeah. before I do this, I must emphasize. Very sorry if this is wrong be healed and I'm going to cast healing word on the orb interesting you reach out sort of magically but you can't latch onto a target really uh, it does it, you, you, you can tell then very quickly you this would not uh, affect the orb at all um, so you can save that spell slot it doesn't quite go off Okay. Do I feel like it was, and I know that this is sort of on the edges of my perception of it, but do I feel like it was something with that spell in particular, or that the orb doesn't receive magic? Uh, it, uh, that you you don't think it, it it can really be targeted very easily with a spell itself. Um, 
that there's another kind of magic effect that it can receive. But that might be built into the chemistry of the orb itself, which is something only the maker seems to know, or the puzzle itself. So, this sounds stupid, but I'm really curious. Um, this is Darcy talking. <laughs> would would I know if, like, Dispel Good or Evil would have any effect on it? Like, if it meant us evil? Uh, you can, yeah, give it a shot. Okay. I didn't know if that was a dumb question. No, yeah, roll it just to see what happens here. Okay, uh, sorry, it went to the wrong sheet. That's, that's more like an area effect thing. Is this? Yeah, so, yeah. which is good, yeah. It's just, it doesn't have to target one specific okay, kind so, of thing. Okay, so, but I could go buy it and not yeah. enough And you can probably it. cast it just no. right here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. then I'll just do that. Beautiful. Uh, Wait, that's, that's detect. detect. Good, you know, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. So it's sorry. okay. There's a lot of spells named evil, something evil and good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Action word evil and good. <laughs> also, I know they did it for being alphabetical, but my God, yeah. it makes my brain break every time it's evil and good. Not good. right. Not good and evil. Yeah. <laughs> like, God damn it. We established a word order for that in English. I know. <laughs> That's actually also a self. Yeah, oh, it it's, it's it's sort of... That goes on her. It just allows you to break other enchantments oh, or so dismiss things. Oh, so never mind. So I don't no, cast no, that. It, it, yeah, you can cast it on yourself, and you're sort of reaching out, seeing oh. if there's something you can break oh, or something that you can dispel okay. now. And you do not sense any sort of fey, undead, uh, elemental, okay. fiend, celestial... You don't sense... Wait a second. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, hold on, let me look something up. Oh, no. I love that you made him do, like, the equivalent of a, like, double take. Just, yeah, what? Oh, nope, okay, good. Yep. Nope, you do not sense any of those things. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're, in the magic, then you tell Charity, this is not like, like celestial, evil. fiend, fey yeah. kind of magic. This is, yeah. I'm two of those things. Right, so yeah, you do well, sense so Charity's yeah. sort of dual nature <laughs> and as, you, as your own. Um, yeah. Yeah, you are too, though. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm celestial and fiend. Um, all right, Charity's going to say... One more thought. Because I felt like I couldn't... It, it almost felt like my targeting slid off the orb, right? Not the, uh, the spells. It was that that's yeah. not. there's not a valid target there. Right. Um, yeah. I'm going to cast Darkness. Okay. That's going to be on the orb and then on the far side of it, not us. Uh, are you going to touch the orb for that? Or I don't know if it's a is it a oh, touch right. like light? I think it is. No, range sixty feet. Oh, okay, you're good then. I can just also um, cast it on something if I want to make that yeah. the center of the thing and then it moves. Alright, so do you want to use the orb as a thing you cast that on? 
Because this, uh, you, do, you sort of reach out and you do feel you can lock onto it. I'm going to skitter out so I'm not going to be in the range of the darkness. So, like, I'll position okay. everyone so we're not in the range of the darkness, but then sure. I think Burbage needs to move back one. Uh, but yeah, I'll do that. All right. Uh, you do that, and uh, for Stormbringer and Burbage, you basically just see that the firelight uh, just doesn't penetrate hardly at all on that side. And you no longer see the shimmering moonlight off of the, the white snow around this orb, particularly. Charity, yeah, you think that you cast a spell on the orb. But then nothing seems to be happening. And from this, you're getting that there has to be something that specifically triggers it, not simply magic as a whole. Do I feel like it is a... And I, I'm, I'm also perfectly happy to roll this, or you can say I can't tell this. Sure. Do I feel like it is a specific thing or like things like literally it needs to be this thing or do I feel like it needs to be a specific kind of magic like um, that darkness was yeah. the wrong magic from from everything that you've gathered so far you feel like you're starting to hone in on again the the mechanical part of the magic and that is something will trigger it. That thing will cause the magic effect, but it is itself not necessarily magic. And actually, this is starting to make a little sense to you because if if this is still somehow instructions for delivering ale and, and alcohol to this guy, probably those delivery people would not have access to anything real fancy. Like, you know, magic. Well, it seems that we have a couple of choices. It shouldn't be anything too fancy. Casting magic on the orb doesn't seem to do it. Either we need to throw something bigger at it, or I guess we try to hit all four orbs at once, but that really seems like there's a decent chance it could kill us. Hey, but it's fun to gamble, right? And also, you only know what two of the orbs do at this point. You kind of think you can guess what the other ones do, but like the whole weird misty thing, you're just, you're not sure what sort of major effect might come from that. Which ones do we know? We know the brown one causes like earthquake stuff. Thunder, essentially. It's an explosion of thunder, and the white one is an explosion of light. Yeah. Okay. So, it shouldn't be anything too fancy. Casting magic on the orb itself doesn't seem to do it, so it has a specific trigger. Yeah. And if it's... Yeah. If it's truly a riddle, as as the, the sort of language in the snow seem to suggest, let's test your riddles against mine. There does seem to be some sort of logic to it. Something to figure out still. Rather than just like, oh, a special ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you need a special ring to activate it and nothing else will. This does seem like 
there's a logic to it. Or you would guess. Unless he's literally a madman. And <laughs> simply just wants to trap everyone here. In which case... With a hungry dragon. With a hungry dragon. Yeah. Andy, how do you feel about me table talking? Because Stormbringer can't figure shit out, but Lena can actually kind of solve <laughs> riddles sometimes. That's fine. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Discord, you can... but maybe I should do it out loud. No, no, also. you're good. How about Lena? Yeah, suggest a couple things, and we'll imagine that Charity and Burbage <laughs> are coming up again, or perhaps Arbin. Or, yeah. I, I don't know. Stormbringer occasionally has bursts of good direct insight. Yeah. No, she says them, but it's Lena. It's not Stormbringer. It's just <laughs> like Lena saying them in Stormbringer's voice, which I know is everything. But anyway. Um, so I think we have three options here. I think it's either hit all the orbs at once, hit the orbs in a specific order, or hit one orb. And I am struggling with how to determine which we need to do. Um, I think we might need to try to determine what the two orbs that we don't know yet, what they do first before we try to completely figure that out. Um, I am leaning towards either hit all the orbs at once or hit them in a specific order because that seems more like fun storytelling than just getting lucky about hitting one orb. Um, well, and it, that would also make sense because we've seen a lot of frozen to death adventurers here, right? So right. it shouldn't be something that you could just dumb luck your way into. Right. 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 It should be harder than that because also, and again, going back kind of that yeah. theme, I'm also distinctly playing charity. Who is a very slow methodical thinker here. Um, it doesn't seem like if it's just, oh, tap this orb, then off you go. So that makes sense to me that it shouldn't be that. Um, I agree with we should probably find out what the effects are. Okay. And I guess the other thing that I was going to say is, did I get any sense that there was a linear scaling to the release of energy? Or was it a sort of cut point? Uh, with your Arcana, yeah. You you feel like it only has like one setting for how intense the effect would be. If that makes well, sense. Well, I more meant, could I like learn a little bit more of what the effect generally is by getting closer without turning it all the way on? Because like the, the White yeah. Orb, for example, glowed when I got closer to it. But did it glow more intensely as I got closer still? Or uh, a, a little bit, yeah, until you got within about, not quite within five feet of it. Uh, yeah, each, each, each of those, you've gotten about as close as you can get to, to produce that tiny effect. The sort of hot smelling thing over here, and then the odd sort of mist over here. Anything closer you think is going to trigger the full effect... But um, so, there's no well, range I, in between, really. I, I, I'd relate that, that it doesn't seem like there's any way to do them more than we've already seen in our investigations and less than whatever the fuck happens. Um, so light, thunder, some sort of mist or cloud... 
Oh. And then heat? Right. Right. Mist. Clouds. What do those do? They, 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 they obstruct your vision, right? Sight. And, 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 and thunder. Sound. Right? Wait. No, wait. Which one did... Which one did Arben and Foley try to blow up? We, we, we had the, the light one. That's that's when we... The bright Light one. is light. Yeah. It, it blinded us. It was so bright. Oh, so that's the vision one. What, what could... What could... I'm thinking about senses, right? Five, five senses, five orbs, right? Maybe. Blue, cold, touch... Not it for licking one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and we smelled we smelled that smell with the yellow one. We didn't smell anything with the others. But what does this mean? I don't even know if I'm right. Or is it the fact that a cloud could block the light? Or is it... If I look at that sort of weird mist again... Does it look like a cloud, sort of? Like a, a sphere of... Uh, yeah. No, it's almost as if something is trying to form the closer you get to it. And it's not quite congealing. It's just sort of swirling almost on the edge of being something solid, almost. It doesn't quite, yeah, disperse or, or is billowy like a cloud, really. Does the description of lightning, thunder, and heat, do those seem accurate for what we have um, gleaned from the orbs so far? Or is it more just bright light, loud noise, heat smell? Um, it's all in how you interpret it, probably. I think both are okay. somewhat accurate. Did, did Stormbringer <laughs> say anything about? This is all Lena. Stormbringer's just standing there with her mouth half open. <laughs> Can um, we hit them? Let's just break them. So, okay, I've been typing this in Discord, but the way Galway described it is there's kind of a logical progression with the way he's describing the orbs, but I don't know if that's actually how the orbs are meant to be interpreted, right? I don't know, if, especially with what Andy just said with the cloud thing not being, more being like something trying to form out of mist. So it's less of a logical progression of acts and more of a, I don't know, I kind of just want to hit them all at once. <laughs> because of lightning, thunder, heat. Yeah. But this one could be Galway or Charity. The last thing we saw before we were transported here was a blinding flash of light. Right, Andy? Indeed. Which which is not uncommon of teleportation itself. Charity would sort of know that that can be kind of a byproduct, especially over great distances. And I was also just thinking of then, to, to bear this out, because we're kind of in a murky middle zone between players and characters here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because Charity would probably catch on to that and then think, 
did we have in our path through those caves analogs to the rumbling, the something forming out of mist, and the smell? And I don't think we did. Not, not exactly. There was like a mention of like steam on the bay. Uh, a little bit of steam coming up from the lava. Nothing really rumbled. Uh, nothing was incredibly bright. Uh, though there was certainly a lot of heat. But yeah, you're having a hard time matching an analog there. So... This is supposed to be a riddle, right? So if we, like, distill them to their essence element, whatever those would be for them, is there a commonly accepted order that these essence elements appear in? Like, like people always say north, south, east, west, right? People know they say south. I can't even do it. God. It depends on the language, but yes. Yeah. Right. Um, is there something like that for them? Or should we just hit Cardinal. them all at once? <laughs> Cardinal directions? Or... Right. Yeah. And uh, I guess... Not that easy. And I guess here's the other thing that I would say Charity might think of. The blue orb seems different, right? Yes. If we eliminate that and think about them as a set of Four. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, but, like cardinal directions or. Yeah. Cardinal directions, but is there anything else? And this is actually. I, I'm i kind of asking because I could see this from like something I would do in DMing, and I'm not sure. Am I getting anything for like those colors or those quasi elements that I'm thinking of if I think of light and you know sound um, etc in anything in the world uh, maybe associated with either nature because I know he's a druid or the temple of Rin because he was a high priest sure I guess crazy asshole <laughs> they just let anyone be a fucking priest Yizak's a murder hobo and <laughs> yeah give me a uh, give me a uh, history check Thinking back on kind of his rack and the symbology of the things he's involved with. Nine. Nine. Uh, yeah, it, it's hard It's hard to tell. Uh, the bright light being white, I guess, makes some sense. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe if you knew what the others were, it, it would form something better for you. But with a nine, you can't quite grasp uh, any real symbology from from the things you know about him currently? Some. You cut out entirely there? Yep, I just somehow muted myself. I'm unmuted now. Um, something trying to form out of Mr. Cloud's loud noise, bright light, heat smell. I love how we're naming that last orb. Heat smell. Heat smell. Could it be like the four elements? Like that's what I was like trying to get at. Can you can you get it at that? Get it to that? 
I think that's what it is because, like, okay, let me go through them again. Cloud would be air. Lightning would be. What would lightning be though? Well, thunder. What do you could mean, be like earth? Thunder could be earth. Lightning could be fire. Red could be water because of mist. Right. I just don't know so, what fit in there though. Oh. Yellow would be fire. Red would be water, probably because of the mist. Um, the bright light would be air, if we're going off of the Greek for, and the earthquakes could be the ground. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it has something to do with that, but... You know what, Hakari? I completely agree, and I think we're making progress with this puzzle, and I also want to point out that we also heard a ticking noise earlier around all the orbs. Tick, tick. Tick. Almost like tick tock. Tick tock. Yeah, maybe we only have so long. Yeah, a reminder of time. Time passing, and I'm just working my way up to Adam suggesting that maybe we take a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like yeah. it. <laughs> and, because time is passing. And and Galway going, smoothage. Smoothage. <laughs> smoothage. <laughs> I love it. Yes, uh, why don't we go ahead and take a break here. Um, uh, go to the bathroom. Uh, get, get some to eat. And we will return momentarily. Hey, everyone. We're back. We're back. We're having a good time. Uh, Somehow our dragon fight night has already concluded. (laughs) (laughs) With a brilliant... I I say that cheekily because I am so excited about how that concluded. If it's even a conclusion, it's more just a postponement, perhaps. Mm -hmm, Uh, I I love all of this. And now uh, we are desperately trying to figure out a horrific, terrible riddle developed by this horrible madman, Israk Devere, in order to keep everyone but delivery people from his his place of residence. Uh, Such a devious riddle. I love it. Um, so, let's jump back in uh, to Goats and Dragons, Fates of Ren. What is it that you were doing? You were all trying to figure out what the pattern might be, what the logic of this was. Charity did an amazing job trying to figure out the the actual mechanical aspects of the magic here. Um, and now you're mostly trying to figure out what is it we can do to the blue orb to activate it and transport everyone away. I have one more question. Please, yes. We heard a ticking sound as Adam so cut away, fade away to break reminded us. Yes. Do we hear it from all five orbs or only from the four not blue orbs? No, yeah, you only hear it from the four not blue orbs. So the blue one you don't quite hear that from. It doesn't seem to be currently doing anything. It's it's almost as if it's in stasis, where the others are sort of actively doing something. So I see three options here. We can hit all the orbs. We can hit the two orbs that we don't know what they do yet. Probably not at the same time. Um, or we can dig go on a digging adventure and see if we can find the clockwork mechanisms that's running this shit, because if there's clockwork noise, there's probably clockwork mechanisms, right? 
Yeah, but what if we dig through to the dragon's lair? Well, so he's, he's our buddy now, right? <laughs> yeah, he's our buddy. But buddy or not food for the moment? <laughs> so, one other question, which was a really good point, and I think this would probably occur to Charity. Charity got the feeling there can't be anything that requires, like, a special person to be able to do this. Like, all of Israx's booze cannot be being delivered by 15th level clerics. Like, you don't have to cast a fucking hallow spell to get out of here. Right. But conversely, this puzzle is presumably survivable by someone who is not, like, a level 10 plus adventurer. Meaning... Also true, yeah. This is sort of off of a comment where we were remembering that, like, the thunder damage, as much as it was scary and it summoned a fucking dragon, didn't actually hurt us that much. It would have killed a commoner dead. Like, all 10 10 of their HP would have been gone. Right. So the right answer cannot involve us getting hurt. Or should not involve us getting hurt. Right, it seems like if you know the answer to this riddle, it is not going to hurt you. And and that's yeah. and that's the thing is that, you know, as far as we can tell, we the characters and we the players, I guess, we did everything exactly right with the instructions in the cave. We did the like we touched the right bag, I think, and we ended up here. So it seems like this is where deliveries are supposed to go. And according to that letter to Devere that we have, yeah, that it did re- it did reference something about, of course, your special instructions have been withheld per your request. Um, yes. So it seems like those special instructions would have been basically the instructions to solve this riddle. Uh, that might all be completely obvious to everybody else but just you know just putting it all out on the table right it does make sense now that you think about that yeah so yeah i don't know what that means but all right folks you're you're the fire even though it's it's as hot as it can be is is not staving off the cold around you it is i can go for a rousing fireball (laughs) it is getting yeah certainly good it is getting into your bones at this point it is your fingers are numb they're having a hard time grasping a, a fist um yeah charity's gonna sort of we should find out what the other two do and then if there's no obvious pattern after that we just try all four sounds good I'm cold as hell. <laughs> Sorry, let me help get uh, Darcy back online here. Hold on one second. Technical stuff. Sure thing, sure thing. Uh, Monty does have a very good idea in Twitch chat. Yeah, no, I, and I saw that, and I've been trying to think of that. I've just haven't been able to figure out how backwards. Yeah, I mean... The best I can think. I mean, wait, is there is there a like common order to lightning and thunder? Yeah, I mean, I forget what it is. Lightning comes slightly before thunder, right? And and heat yes. would and heat would come before steam. That's what I was saying. 
Well, wait. Hmm. Okay, so we could. So I was viewing heat as coming from the lightning striking. So it'd be lightning, thunder, heat. Except the thunder and the heat would happen almost instantaneously, almost at the same time. And I was viewing the steam as a cloud, but then Andy said it was more like something forming in the mist, and now it doesn't really fit with anything. Um, but heat, heat would come before steam. So, Especially, but I mean, heat, like, steam and lightning and thunder, I don't know how they connect to each other. I love how this is like a... Uh... DM's gone. Let's table talk. Kind of situation. As if Andy doesn't let us engage right. in some table talk anyway. Heat can come before a storm too, says Monty. Well, and I think that kind of the point that I would also have is maybe if we activate the other two, we'll at least nail down what they are. Which might make a pattern clearer. Yeah, hundred percent. I I think that that seems smart. Um, I kind of just want to troll and dig down to the island and see how deep we can get before we find the dragon or a clockwork mechanism. But that's Lena speaking, not not good <laughs> role playing speaking. But sometimes it's fun to just derail shit, right? Yes. And he kind of deserves it also because he always derails shit when he's playing. I mean, I can still hear. <laughs> Whoops, everyone, pretend like you're a bag. Pretend Shh, like you're a cool, bag. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> okay, speak so that she can hear you. I can hear you. Can you okay, hear us? Speak so that she can hear yeah. us. Is everything good? Yes. I think we're good. Okay. Cool. All right. While you were gone, Andy, we uh, we did we solved the puzzle and we teleported back to the cave. So yeah. oh, sweet. You Wait, you went to the cave? Yeah, you can update the, the Roll20 page. <laughs> okay. I'll just update. Okay. Yeah, well, you you uh, can listen to it later. Yeah, yeah, I'll listen to it later, figure out what you guys did. Okay. No! Why don't you go ahead and solve the puzzle now, though? All right, well, uh, Burbage will definitely agree with... Was it Stormbringer who said that... Or Charity said that we should try to figure out what the other two do. So, uh, Burbage will... Um, I guess suggest, hey guys, I agree that we should find out what the yellow and red orbs do. I could fire a crossbow at one of them. What do you think? Sounds good. I can fire my, uh, I think I have a longbow. Let me check. All right. Did Stormbringer just yeah. say that? <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, it did. I have a stand there. <laughs> um, I can fire my longbow at one at the, the same cold time. Cold is getting to you. Yeah. Stormbringer should fire at the one that smells vaguely like heat because she also has an easier time dealing with the heat. Okay. Um, I was kind of thinking Burbage would stand by me because if I'm mad when I'm firing. I can give him my resistance to fire, and everybody else except Arbin and Foley are resistant to fire already. Um, for bitches. If he stands by me when I'm ra- if I'm raging. Oh, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's do that. We don't have to do it at the same time. All right, let's do you first. You come over. Oh so God, no! Let's not do it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, no. 
You stand by me so I get your fire resistance. I, I can't believe we've been family for as long as we have, and I had no idea that that was a feature of your abilities. I literally told you when I leveled. Oh, did you? I, I don't really listen to people. All right, let's do it. I'm kidding, Actually, I listen to people. Within, anyone within 10 feet of me will get the resistance, so we can protect Foley and Arbin too, I guess, if they want to stand near me. Hooray, protecting Foley. Or lie. <laughs> Unconscious near you, yeah. Charity right. will sort of roll him so that Foley is in range of Stormbringer. Okay, so Burbage is standing within range of me. He's not right now, but let's say he That's is. Right. And <laughs> I'm going to shoot at I thought the... we'd like move over there. You're standing over here? Okay. I have a longbow. It's a completely stationary, largish, glowing orb. Yeah, it's like, not going to really, be Really, we could hit. just back away from it for quite a while before I fired if we wanted to. Maybe we should. Um, no, and I'm going to fire at it now, I guess. Unless you want me to back away. Do you guys want to back away? <laughs> no. No? Okay, right. firing. I'm just, I'm just yeah, hoping that orb bang, produces bang. some form of warmth. All right, Stormbringer, you shoot the arrow. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, and at this, um, seemingly from like four different sides of the orb, you see like billowing a, a, a giant greenish yellow gas that is very quickly rolling toward you. Um, it overtakes uh, all of you, uh, and it's swirling around. You, you're getting lost in the fog of this thing. It smells so horrible. Just rancid corpse with too old yogurt. It is wow. horrific. Uh, and I needed you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Against poison? Against poison, yes. All right, I have advantage because of stout resilience. I'm just super trying to process that Andy is equating a corpse with old yogurt. No, it's a corpse that has old yogurt. Yeah. 12. Hakari rolled a 17. And I suspect also that Charity would be trying to concentrate on if he sees any effect in the blue orb. Okay. And Burbage rolled a... Okay. Beautiful. Alright. Um, Charity, Burbage, and Stormbringer, please take 13 poison damage. Huh. As each of you starts to get wary, your Charity, your eyes are focused on the blue orb, and the smell is so horrible, you all start to lose consciousness, almost. Right. And in fact, you then wake up to Hakari sort of slapping your face a bit. Hakari, you took uh, six damage. Um, what does what does it mean? Poison. What does it mean that I have resistance against poison damage? You take half of that. So six. Yes. Uh, and uh, so yeah, Stormbringer, Hakari, Charity, uh, Hakari, and Arbin are both uh, kind of waking each of you up. Then as the as the gas has dissipated now. Um, so you took a little bit of damage there, and it seemed like you passed out. Um, but you were quickly woken up again. Well, that was weird. I expected it to be warm, because it was a heat smell, but I guess maybe maybe 
rancid bodies smell like heat when you can't smell them very well? Not in my experience, but... I mean, yeah. Uh, so... So that was poison and definitely an odor and we fell And what? And we fell asleep? Yeah. So one of them blinded. Did the Thunder One deafen us? Yes, it did for Stormbringer for a bit there. So types of damage, thunder damage, poison damage. Are there other types of damage? The other one, the, so I'm going to sort of turn to Arbin. Did you feel that the light hurt you or just blinded you? No, no it was searing. Uh, the, the pain, it was quite intense. Uh, the, the, the light, it, it almost burned our eyes, it seemed. Would that be radiant damage? Seems like it, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. I I've experienced something similar from Radiant. Well, I I like I could see that. Or rather not see anymore. <laughs> nice one, Arvin. <laughs> Can't wait till we reflect on that joke later in my tent. <laughs> uh as you, you kind of maybe got a little close to Arvin, uh Stormbringer was right. He hasn't been able to bathe or anything in the last few months. And all of a sudden, yeah, you can't really Actually, he doesn't smell at all right now to you, Urbich. Arben, you stopped smelling like yogurt. <laughs> uh, thank you? I mean, I personally think yogurt tastes good, but I guess some people don't like it. That's sort of weird. Burbage, you, you stopped smelling like pickles, too. I can't smell you. <laughs> <laughs> you just had a faint pickle order. Ever so faint. Each of the orbs takes a sense. The brown are hearing, the white are vision, the yellow are smell. So what do we think the red one's going to be, you guys? Do you want me to shoot it? Yeah? God, I do not want to discover what effect takes away my sense of taste. Well, it could also be touch, right? Those are the five uh, senses. All over senses. numb doesn't seem Have that much better. Are there seven? Seven senses? In this world, I'm... maybe. <laughs> I Well, that's true. I mean, what is dark vision and true sight? Let's go with five plus. But yeah, blind sight. Heat. So, There's one more orb, yeah, that you don't know what it does. Do we need to figure out what that orb does, or is it enough for us to know that it has to do with either conditions or... Um, uh, what should I call it? Um, those things you just said? Senses. It's not enough. And I'm going to pull out my crossbow and fire a crossbow bolt at the red one. Okay. All right. You fire a crossbow bolt uh, at the red orb, uh, and a hand appears, <laughs> catches the arrow in midair, drops it in front of you, and then <sighs> dissipates back into kind of a mist. What the fuck? The hand appeared in the orb, like out of the smoke? At, no, 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 outside of the orb. Just in, in front of the orb. What? What the fuck does that mean, guys? This is the worst riddle ever. I hate this. Maybe we were wrong, and it is just one orb, and we need to figure out how to uh, fuck with the red orb. Do you feel any effects from that herbage? Hold on, let me check. Mm. 
Do I? No. No, you didn't. Yeah, it didn't affect you at all. It just caught the air. Did it affect anybody? I feel like the way you said you was odd. It, no, and... yeah. <laughs> it, everyone kind of takes stock. Didn't affect anyone, no. So... It, it seemed to affect an arrow, but that's it. So it's... Oh. I'm going to throw a snowball at it. It tries to catch the snowball in its hand, and it just kind of goes to mush, and it kind of shakes just a little bit and then dissipates again. Did the arrow land? How far away from the orb did the arrow land? Or the crossbow? Uh, like, yeah, just in the ground right here. Can I go and try to touch it and still stay within five or stay uh, far enough away from away. the orb? Yeah. Uh, yeah, as, as you get close again and in reaching for the arrow, uh, you see this kind of mist in front of your face kind of start to form and now you can even now that you're sort of expecting a hand you can almost see kind of fingers forming just slightly um but you grab the arrow then and pull it back and nothing happens does it f does it feel any way to me uh nope no change in you temperature like yeah nope. yeah you weren't affected by it at all no but the arrow, the bolt itself. By... Oh, the bolt no, doesn't feel different. The bolt doesn't feel any way. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. I put that back in my inventory, my bolt case. Gotcha. So is there a kind of magic or a kind of damage that that hand materializing sort of represents? Y'all, I want to try to, I want to try to shake hands with the hand. Can I do that? I was going to suggest something similar. I'm going to do it, you guys. If I die, um, you guys have to kill yourselves. Okay? Because we all go together. <laughs> Deal? Sounds good. Sounds good. Yep. Okay. Sounds, sounds good. Awesome. Yep, absolutely. Burbage is making eye contact with Akari. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Charity, can I get a yes? If I were to say yes, I would be the only one who means it. Yeah, Burbage is like so... making eye contact with Akari, like I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just want to. I just want to say I don't want to do that either. She's not. I don't care you. about you, Varben. I don't give a shit oh. about you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean okay. to include you. I don't give a shit about you. That's all right. Okay. Poor Arben. I'm fine. <laughs> all right, Stormbringer, go and try to arm wrestle the hand. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Hey, arm wrestle me, hand. And I'm gonna. All right. Within five feet of it. You say that your your tattoo glows. It's it's purple uh, across your arm. As you go up to it, you reach out. Uh, you see a hand form again, and it briskly shakes your hand, and then pulls back a second and slaps you across the face. Hey, first of all, fuck you. That's not in the rules of arm wrestling. <laughs> Second of all, grasp my hand. Please take one damage. What? From the hand. As it, and as it pulls away and sort of dissipates in the middle of the air, your face, like where it slapped it, just feels completely numb. Like normal? Like it just slapped really hard? Or like numb, like I'm losing my sense of touch? Uh, where it slapped you, it, I mean, they they both are kind of similar. Yeah. No, no, they're not. Andy, have you ever been slapped in your life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Darcy, I'm, slap him! He's about to be! <laughs> I've certainly been slapped. 
slap a bamboo. Oh, I did slap on him once because he scared me. <laughs> <laughs> they're not similar, yeah, Andy. So much is like, Yeah, they're not at it's all. It's like a, that hot, fiery feeling from the slap that when you sort of feel it with your hand, feels more numb than normal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, bad news, you guys. It didn't arm wrestle me. Good news! I'm losing feeling in my face. As you turn around to say that, the hand just, like, forms again on your other side and smacks you upside the head. <laughs> Take one hey, more oh, point of Hey, Orb, that's one slap a day. <laughs> one slap a day for Stormbringer. Did you say another one point of damage? Yes, another one point of damage, please. I like how you could be raging and manage to continue rage with this and take no damage. <laughs> yeah, you could just yeah. stand there taunting the orb eternally. Okay, well, it's not going to arm wrestle me because it's an asshole, you guys. Um, and again, you get that sort of numb feeling then on the side of your head. It kind of copped you in the ear, basically, that time. But yeah, it's making it, it makes the spots it touches on me numb, so I guess it is touch. So, sight, sound, touch, smell. I really didn't want to have to lick an orb. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, as soon as you said that, you knew that was (laughs) how this was going to (laughs) end. No, hey, I can lick it. Charity, get the fuck away from it, because you could get hurt. Seriously. I've got this. Stormbringer, you just licked a rock. What? Just a few hours ago. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. People keep convincing you to lick things. When the <laughs> fuck did I lick a rock? For that real? Gray, that gray yeah. guy suggested that you lick a rock, and you did. Yeah. To try to taste its magic. Oh, yeah! <laughs> hey, no, maybe that's part of the clue. Shit, you guys. Yeah. What maybe. else did he say about... Licking things. Let's. We'll talk about it after you lick the orb. Go for it, okay? Okay. I'm going to step within five feet of it. All right. Nothing happens as you step within five feet. I'm going to lean down and lick it. Stormbringer, you get the most amazing sensation of... It's like a fruit you've never quite tasted before. It's a, It's a blueberry, but it's... It's got a citrusy tang. The snozberries taste it's, like snozberry. It's a snozberry. <laughs> and then as that taste sort of fades, your tongue kind of feels a little large, a little numb, perhaps not tasting even the inside of your mouth anymore. And the rest of you see Stormbringer disappear in a blue <gasps> light. And She's then gone. A blue blinding light encompasses the entirety of your vision. Um, it's uh, Burbage kills himself. He thought Stormbringer's dead, so he's gonna. <laughs> I'm really sorry, guys. I just like I don't know what's happening right now, but it's too late. Burbage stabbed himself with that elven blade. <laughs> <laughs> that would be tragic. That would be. It would be tragic. You now, as the the brilliant blue light sort of fades, it fades into a another deep darkness, lit only by a, a firelight 
uh, ahead of you. A sort of light swirling blue mist then settles on the floor around you in a very distinct pattern that Charity again recognizes as a teleportation circle. The walls around you are not blistering cold. And in fact, your skin almost feels on fire as the normal warm air is suddenly uh, just all around you. Oh, thank the gods, except that one in particular. (laughs) (laughs) You are now transported into a hallway. Uh, About 20 feet up ahead, there's a set of doors that go right and a set of stairs that go up into some doors. So I look at the ground at Foley. I mean, I guess he's on the ground, right? He's tied up. And I'm like, damn it. Now the dragon doesn't have anyone to eat. (laughs) I wanted to leave him. Hakari, why do you care about the dragon? You don't care about anybody. (gasps) Oh, snap. I just walks away. Really level-eyed. Interesting. <laughs> so, folks, what would you like to do? You guys, we solved it. Yes, we solved it, Stormbringer. Through licking and arm wrestling. <laughs> yeah, through licking and arm wrestling. Well done. It's going to be the new strategy. <laughs> Charity <laughs> looks looks simultaneously incredibly pained and actually almost like battle mode enraged. The man is an idiot. (laughs) The man is a fucking idiot. What do you mean? It was a good riddle. It took us a lot of time and we had to lick things and try to arm wrestle things. That was a fun riddle. Can someone pick up the asshole? Yeah, I'll carry him. I'll pick Foley up. Uh, please be careful with him. He's He still looks a bit fragile, and I've definitely got uh, questions for him when he wakes up. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, That's don't we all? That. I was going to be like, why the fuck do you care? But you're right, I've got questions too, Arben. Right you are. Hey, Arben, okay. since Stormbringer's carrying Foley, maybe I could ride you. <laughs> I mean, I guess, what, why, why is everyone laughing at that? I suppose... Do you, is your, are your legs numb? Yeah, uh, because I was standing waist yeah, deep in, snow in the snow. Yeah, yeah. For so long. Uh, what, sure. what else? What else? Yeah. Below your waist is numb, Burbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please yeah. tell me Stormbringer said that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Charity's gonna sort of like tap her on the shoulder. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's why I'm riding him and not the other way around. <laughs> uh, that's fine, Burbage. Hop on. That's cool. And sit on my backpack. Yeah. All right. All right. You're moving slowly down the hall. There's a door on your right, a double doors, um, ornately carved, seemingly depicting um, what looks to be a a goddess, um, beautifully displayed, uh, a large halo um, around her head, uh, a staff in one hand, a hammer in the other. Um, and and ch- uh, Charity especially, but the others of you probably recognize this as one of the many depictions of Rin. Burbage would have seen like de- similar depictions of Rin in Diefield, right? Like in Phaedric's house? 
Uh, yes, probably, yes. Would, I mean, I remember that explicitly, yeah. you, you describing and, that. Right, and Fredero as well. Yeah, Yeah. sure. It's, it's quite common. Do we hear anything anywhere? Give me a perception check, please. For just, charity, just, a, yeah, it's, just a spike. Yeah, yes, it's, you're, yeah, you're having trouble. The wind from the cold is still kind of burning in your ears. It's hard to hard to concentrate and listen. Uh, Burbage with a nineteen, you do not hear anything in the next hall. No, or whatever it is, <laughs> you don't know. Anywhere <laughs> and through the doors, you hear nothing. Yeah. So, should I open the doors, you guys? I don't know if they're trapped, but I have resistance to fire. Uh, no one's responding. <laughs> I was just looking at sure. your directions. Okay, Hikari said yes, that's a one, so I'm going to open the doors. Okay, <laughs> I'm opening the doors. Alright, you, uh, you open the doors. Uh, What's that? <laughs> you now see a somewhat large cavern lit by two um, burning uh, sconces on the walls. Um, to the to the right side of the cavern, it appears there's a large black hole where a, a pit seems to be. Um, there are circular kind of curved stairs that, that uh, lead up to two more double doors. Uh, and on the very far end of the cavern are two more double doors. But you also see a robed uh, figure slumped on the stairs itself. Somehow, like, describe the body posture. Like, laying down? Like, kind of, yeah. Kind of like almost you would imagine it's asleep uh, on the stairs. Okay. Or dead. Okay, cool. Um, we, we got people, you guys, or person. Also describe describing that does it look like a humanoid figure uh yeah yeah it's it's got it's a long robe um but you can see two arms uh kind of a head shape a head like shape walk in the room okay hakari goes right in and i'm gonna walk over a little bit to the shape all right move yourself where you'd like and then i yell hey what's going on Aubin, Aubin, I'm used to being much close to the action. Get me over there. All right, he'll <laughs> walk over as well. What happens? Uh, nothing, actually. Okay, I draw my sword. All right. And activate it. Okay. And then... You slice a little bit of your arm. Some of the blood pools on your sword, and it begins to blacken around the edge. And then I go over as far as I need to, and I yeah, poke as, him with the sword. As you get there, the figure immediately pops straight up. Of course it does. Not even lifting itself off the ground. It pops off the ground straight up in the air. Ooh. Its, it's hood falls back. <gasps> you see a wooden face? Painted with red circles. Is this a fucking puppet? The wooden head cocks to the side. I knew it. Hello there. (laughs) Welcome. 
to his reactive ears. Duh. What can I do for you? I oh do my. not like this. I love it. I love you... it. I feel like the last time I was addressed by someone in that tone, they were asking me how many people were being seated in my party. <laughs> Sorry about that. Don't get to talk to many people here. Yeah, that's probably because of the riddle and the starving dragon and all that shit. Yeah, it's really kind of a dick move if you want to talk to people, right? Did the dragon tell you he was starving? He's not fucking starving. He eats whales. Lots of them. Oh, okay. Well, he didn't actually say he was starving. We just kind of assumed. We shouldn't make assumptions, huh. right? I guess that was kind of stupid. Hungry, not starving. Assumptions make an ass out of you and me. Please don't do that. So did you just call yourself an ass? Did you call me an ass? No, I think you called you an ass. All right. I think okay. I did not. Okay. okay we're, yeah. Calm down. All right. We're here because we have a delivery for Israq Devere. Could you direct us to him, please? Totally. That would be great. Hold on one second. And the figure <laughs> crumbles to the floor. <laughs> okay. I just start looking around the room, like walking around the room. Like maybe he's going to tell him somehow? I think he's like an answering machine or something, right, you guys? So he'll just yeah. buzz him. Buzz. Uh, Akari, as you walk around the room, you do see uh, over here a large black pit that goes down and down and down, far past your dark vision. I back up. Okay. I don't like that. <laughs> Double doors on the other side, doors at the top. Uh, do you think we should open the other double doors in case we need an out? Ah! The figure stands up and whips over to you. Ah! Hi, please don't open any doors. We'll open them for you, thanks. Crumbles to the ground. Um, <laughs> the freakiest thing I so much. He'll open it for us, thanks. Uh, that's weird. Hey, doors hey, too, right? puppet? Puppet thing? Will you arm wrestle me? There's no response. I don't like it, you guys. It's weird. Uh, I agree. This is quite weird. Arben, you're weird. You're, I bet you like it weird, don't you, Arben? Bet you like it real weird. <laughs> what the fuck, Burbage? Charity's gonna look at Burbage. I need you to dial that back by at least 15%. Like, yeah, getting a like, little sexual harassy there. Like, seriously. Like, seriously. Is there any one of you fucking people that doesn't want to fuck me? I don't want to fuck you. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Charity will raise want to fuck me. I raise my okay. hand. I don't want to fuck you, dude. All right. From from now on, I'm going to talk mostly to you two. Okay. I'm, Charity's also going to go. However, uh, you might be concerned that I don't believe the puppet raised his hand. Nor Foley. Foley's unconscious, he can't. Hi guys, still here? Hold on one second. Do you want to fuck Arben? Crumbles to the ground. <laughs> fuck! I'm sure he'll answer it when he gets back. Okay, good. Arben, it's not that I want to fuck you, it's more like I want you to fuck me. Wait, that doesn't make it better, does it? Burbage, again, getting kind of sexual harassy. Look, I'm not his employer. I'm just somebody who's riding him around on You his can back. sexually harass people who you're not employing. What right, the fuck? That's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's a very 
very good point. <laughs> As Burbage realizes oh this truth, the doors uh, open at the top of the stairs. Oh my god. Okay. I start walking in. I'm going to sort of tap the puppet. Please tell me that I go this way to get away from this conversation. You can go any way you want to go away from a conversation, but I suggest you go through these doors. Why? Is this I think right? there's more fucking puppets in here. Oh, good. That's Do you guys we uh, need anything in particular, or have I done my job as a welcome puppet? Can you arm wrestle me? Sure can. Also, do you want to fuck Avrin? He crumbles to the ground. Wow, okay, <laughs> He's not a good welcome puppet, and I don't like him. Is is Arbin still carrying me around, or did he set me down? <laughs> he set you down now, yeah. <laughs> I assume Stormbringer, you're still oh, carrying full. Poor Arbin. Yes, a couple around. of people would have sex with him. Boo hoo. <laughs> oh, they're getting worse, everybody. Yeah, they are. Maybe it's better. These puppets look um, fucking weird. Andy, did you design these? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're. You go into a room with uh, large oaken tables that are set very low to the ground. Um, small chairs. Honestly, Burbage, you feel pretty at home here. Um, covered across these large oaken tables are manuscripts, bottles, uh, beakers, flasks, ha- herbs of all different kinds. Um, it looks it looks like a mess. Um, yeah, you, you it would take days to kind of sift through all the stuff, but you also see two very large puppets with four different arms, uh, seemingly working at a couple stations, flanking you on the right or the left. You also see stairs uh, further ahead to the left and the right that go up on a, a raised platform. Um, that's about twenty feet up in the air, um, and you can't you can't quite see over the lip of that. Can I, by even just sort of doing a cursory glance at the tables, tell what the books are about? Yeah, give me an investigation check, just real quick, for kind of looking carefully at this. Fourteen, yeah. Sixteen. 16. Very nice. With a 16, um, you, you, yeah, the, most of this is incredibly old lore on potions. Uh, a lot of it is then um, certain kinds of what look like rudimentary engineering books on how things are put together and how moving pieces might fit into one another. Um a lot of these books are on different kinds of substances, some magic, some not. And there's one thing that really catches your eye that feels sickening to you. And that's over by Hakari on this front table here is a large uh, domed glass um, case almost. Uh, and in it, standing even floating is a single doom lily perfectly preserved in its stasis here right right okay Israk Israk Devere delivery for you you need to sign for it hello 
one of the puppets, the large ones, puts its uh, work down and with its four arms and two legs kind of crawls oh, and scurries Jesus Christ. across the Jesus ground toward you guys. Oh my God. He's messed up in the head. <laughs> this is like a Galway campaign. Uh, He's not wrong. And uh, it, it <laughs> cocks its head to the left. Hi there, what can I do for you? Uh, hi, you can get Israq Devere for us. We've got a delivery for him, and only he can sign for it. And it just stares at you for a moment. Not moving. Okay, follow us. And then it kind of scurries away this way. Did anyone else notice that it referred to itself in the plural? I've mind. <laughs> Still carrying Foley? Or do you set him down somewhere? Yeah, uh, I'll set him down. I'm, I'll still <laughs> carry him, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and if you follow this puppet, uh, you can follow him up the stairs over here. Can I also, before we go any further, insight check the puppet? Sure, you can try. Oh, seven. seven. Good roll. That's the creepiest fucking thing you've ever seen, and you're pretty sure at any point it's going to try to kill you. Cool. Hey, you guys all stay behind me just in case the puppet um attacks. Seriously. Uh, you don't have to tell me twice. And at this, it stops on the stairs and stands there for a minute. A literal minute. Not moving. Oh, then it turns, hey, follow me. More fucking puppets. He really needs to tighten up his programming loops. Like, <laughs> this is severely under-optimized. Don't, Hikari, Hikari, don't step into that circle. Get back out. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I believe Hikari stepped into that. Oh, I didn't even notice. I thought it was you just the floor. You didn't even notice. Uh, Hikari, you step onto a what looks to be a solid singular piece of jade. Okay. It's beautiful, and, and and it's how smooth it is, and how massive it is. There is a singular blue pedestal in the middle of this thing, a robed figure next to that pedestal, three gigantic puppets all around it. Uh, the three puppets then, in unison, bow low to you. And the robed figure, uh, in tattered, ugly rags of robes, uh, glides over to you just a bit. Hi there. What can I do for you? Jesus oh my Christ. God. Where is Israq Devere? Oh, you're speaking to him. <laughs> I turn back and I look at everyone like, what the F? Hey. Can we get some ID, right? Some proof of identity? We have to confirm that you are who you are before we deliver the delivery, right? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and ask me something that uh, only I would know? Don't know him. Um, There's no possible way you would be here if you didn't know me. Yeah, you could repeat to us uh, the exact instructions that we had to follow to get here. I think that would work for me. Do you think that would work for a boss, man? For boss, man? Are you delivering the glass 
Or are you delivering the alcohol? Hey, we don't know who you are yet, all right? We're not going to tell you what we're delivering until you prove to us who you are. I'm afraid those are two separate forms of instructions. I just need to know which ones you have so that I may read them back to you. Oh. I'm going to message Kentra Picari. Hey, Hikari, do you still have any druidic whiskey? Uh, yeah. You do, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we're here to deliver the alcohol. The druidic whiskey, I think it is. He's pausing for a moment. Twelve miles north of Wadaven, across the river and hold it on the left until it breaks right. Scamper down the bank and into the small cave. Travel through the cave system by taking a left, left, right, left, right, and then payment will be on the hook on the left side of the cave wall. Of course, your special instructions that's have not, been... That's not part of it. That's not part of it. You were including the special instructions. <laughs> including the special instructions, which say the following. Every direction given should be seen as the opposite. When you get transported from the cave, lick the blue orb. It should taste like a blueberry, or one of my special kind of blueberries. Ha 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 ha! It sure did. So, I'm assuming that none of that sounds like an actual person talking to Charity. Uh, no, not necessarily. It would sound as if someone was talking into like a tin can, kind of. And then the pacing and intonation of it does also sound... Like, I was assuming all of your yeah. verbal effects yeah. were intentional. Yes. Yeah. Alright, well that seems like everything's in order. Um, so yeah, we do have the delivery. And we just need Israk Devere's signature. But you're pretty clearly not Israk Devere, because you sound like one of these other puppets. Yeah. Like, we need to talk to actual Israq Devere or see some um, physical proof of identity, not just repeated instructions. This is very serious business. We can't hand this off to a puppet. Couldn't you give me a persuasion check for Burbage and Stormbringer? Both of us just roll separately? Sure, yeah. There oh. it is. It's a nat 20. Nat 20. <laughs> and it balances out my nat one. How do you handle this one, Andy? <laughs> uh, you, I, I'm also That's just awesome. going to say, Burbage has yeah. an inspiration he could give Stormbringer. <laughs> Technically true. As does Akana, um, I don't think she's used. No, I have. Have you? I used it we all burned it on that on yeah. that like first fucking roll, basically. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, did I? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm really kind of curious to see how Andy handles this, but um, uh, yeah, for the fuck of it, I will give my inspiration to Stormbringer because I don't want, I don't want to risk it. Okay, give me another roll. Ah, so seventeen. 17 persuasion. Whoever would like proof may follow me. And he goes back to the center of the room. Oh. Uh. All right. The puppet seems to, well, 
now that he extends his arms past the uh, cloak itself, you see wooden hands. Um, sort of red kind of glowing eyes underneath the hood. The puppet, again, seems to lower, bend down to the base of the pedestal in the center of the room, and then very carefully slide his hands up it. And as he does, a large jar is the, the only way to describe this floats up and above the pedestal then itself, coming from the middle of this thing, inside of which looks to be a human brain. Oh my god. And now, Charity, you had wondered this before, but now you can... It's, it's glaring in front of you. You see hundreds of those tiny almost impossibly thin arcana threads that are dipping out of this jar with a brain in it and slipping now to the different puppets around it. Is this proof enough for you? Or do you need more? So, am I to take it that you Isrek Devere your mind is located in this jar? It's hard to explain, but when you're like this, your mind is kind of located wherever you want it to be. It's not all that bad. Do you have at least some of the druidic whiskey on you? I've been waiting for a delivery for a while. Go ahead and pour it straight in. Well, what if it makes you turn into a tree? <laughs> oh, no. I've done the calculations. All I need is a bit of druidic whiskey. Should hold me over for a while. Uh, what do you mean? Like, you're an alcoholic, or...? <laughs> There's just a pause. It's staring at you. Ha ha ha! No! What a funny joke! I Thanks. give it the whiskey. You do what? I give it the whiskey. You pour it in the jar? Yeah. Wait, All no, right. not in the... Wait, he wanted it in the jar? That's what he said, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, you unstopper the druidic whiskey and begin to pour it in the jar. Um, immediately, the, the liquid in the jar starts to kind of swirl as if it's activating uh, chemically with the, with the whiskey. Um, the brain itself starts to kind of throb a bit. Thank you. We appreciate that. You can leave the rest of the alcohol. We'll deal with that later. Okay, I set it down. Uh, yeah, one more thing, though. We do have just an additional delivery for you from the sender. Um, and I'm going to rummage around in the bag, in my bag, and pull out as I approach the jar. I'm going to pull out the Brief History of Federo, Volume 2, and yeah. hold it out, and I'll say, yeah, we're also delivering this. Uh, we were told by our client that you might be able to explain a few things to us. And for the fuck of it, uh, because I think Burbage, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Am I doing this because it's what Burbage would do or just because I think it would be cool? I don't know. Fuck. 
I don't know, guys. <laughs> Do Burbage. You're good. Yeah. Burbage is fed up. He's fed up with all this shit. And as he presents uh, the brief history of Federa Volume 2 to the brain, he's going to, I guess, <laughs> pull out the elven blade and stick it up to the jar as a threat. Kind of intimidating. Like, right. time for some answers, buddy. Or, as Burbage would say, time for some answers, buddy. Uh, as soon as you pull out the blade and hold it to the jar, the puppets around you that were supplicant are all of a sudden now standing straight up. Where their hands were are now large, pointed knives. Where their elbows mm. join are small shafts of spears. And their eyes have sunken back into their heads, and little tubes have protruded from them. What? Uh-oh. Charity's gonna put it away, Burbage. We don't need threats yet. Yeah, all right, but there was a dragon, Charity. We're just delivery men. We're just deliver and I'm and I'm gonna take it back away and just sort of be really casual. Like, we were threatened by a fucking dragon, all right? We're just here to do a job, all right? You know, we get, we're getting set on all these missions by all these different high priests and all these different folks. And we're constantly being put in danger. It's nonsense. I just want to know what is happening. What's going on in Fidero? Who are you, Israq Devere? What is happening? And at this, the cloaked figure will put its hand back on top of the brain jar and slowly push it down into the pedestal again. And once it's sealed up, it seems to look at the other puppets around it, who then just crumple onto the ground. And Charity, you now feel that those those small arcana threads that you could sense going to all the different puppets sort of in the room are detached from those and slammed into the back of the cloaked figure in front of you. You intrigue me, little one. What exactly... Man, I think I like the other voice better. <laughs> what exactly is it you want to know? No one comes here looking for advice. No one comes here looking for answers, though I have many, or I used to. Well, I'm intrigued. Go ahead, speak. Speak! I don't even know anymore. I thought I wanted advice. I thought I wanted answers. But you know what? Perhaps it's nothing. Oh, now, now I really am intrigued. You've experienced them before, then, yes? The Riddle Machina. Experienced, killed, you know. Wait, why? What What could they possibly be doing now? You know as well as we do that the Riddle Machina are like mercenaries. They'll go wherever the wind blows. Do you not know what is occurring in the world? 
Master Devere. How long have you been down here, dude? I have not seen the sun in 600 years. That seems excessive. You need some vitamin D, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Or is it 200? Maybe 1,000? Somewhere between 200 and 1,000 years. I, I lose track. Those are very different numbers. Yes, and they don't seem that much different after a while. That's why I don't want to be a vampire. <laughs> the world burns as the machinations of Behelet advance. Behelet? The riddle machina, the, the world is burning? Are you telling me it's happening again? They're, they're trying to come back into this world again? Yes. Let, let my puppets pull up some seats. I have a feeling we'll have a few things to talk about. That would seem best. The Arcana then disperses again, Charity. You feel it reaching into the other puppets. They start to bring table, chairs, a few candles to, to light the area. Um, all of the this this cloaked figure in the center giving a few orders here and there, some verbally, some seemingly in its head. And as you sit down and you feel like you're with someone who actually knows what's going on, I do need everyone to hop off for a moment as we're going to wrap up tonight with a slightly different scene. So right now, say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Go ahead and say goodnight. Goodbye. Bye, and then, everyone. If you don't mind popping off. Bye. Have a great night, everybody. We will talk to you all later, maybe. Hopefully. Sorry we didn't fight a dragon tonight, as promised. Good night. We persuaded a dragon. That was better. You yeah, encountered a dragon 100%. We, yes. we encountered one. All right, cool. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> all right, everyone. They're gone. Let me give you just a tiny bit more information. See, as Pelototh the Great and Fierce is also wise and intelligent and has learned from the small folk to be a bit tricky, when it flapped its wings in front of the family, made a huge snowstorm, covered up everyone's sight, and seemingly landed behind them in a very interesting act. Pelototh the Great very quickly gobbled up the body of Foley, ate him completely whole, and then transformed into that same body and laid there 
until Stormbringer picked him up and set him in a circle where he has now been teleported. And hey, that's going to conclude tonight's episode of Goats and Dragons. If you uh, enjoyed this and are curious to see where the story goes, please follow us on Twitch where we are simply Helpful Goat or subscribe on YouTube at Helpful Goat Gaming. We are a small independent game design firm and can really use the support. And if you'd like to know more about us, our streams, our company, or our upcoming projects, you can follow us on Twitter at Helpful Goat, on Facebook at Helpful Goat, here on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Helpful Goat, or you can join our Discord. And you can join our Discord by doing a, a exclamation point uh, Discord, and that'll give you a join link. You can go ahead and do that. And from all of us on Goats and Dragons, we wish you an excellent evening. Good night. And we found Israk. We found Israk Devir. Dandy, did yeah. you expect us to find him tonight? <laughs> uh, I thought you might get here. I didn't know if you'd actually, yeah, I didn't think you'd actually get to this point. Um, but we did beautiful. just, we skipped like an hour long battle, so. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, great, great job. I, I prepared for it in case, but. Yes. Beautiful. Fucking tiny Midwestern puppets. <laughs> Dude, these puppets are fucking creepy. Oh, hey, can I get you some hot dish? <laughs> Maybe tell you, you know, get you a comfy seat and you can talk about his record here. Hmm? <laughs> no. Also, do you know a stone? Uh, <laughs> the name of galore. Stone of galore. Uh, oh man, there's so much, so many details to this story, Andy. Like, I was just like by the seat of my ass, like seat of my ass, ass of my pants, yeah. seat of my pants, just trying to Assless like. Uh, what's significant? Uh, well, uh, perhaps it's nothing. What do I know about the Rudomakina? They're kind of like mercenaries. Like, wow, well, yeah. just anything to get him to a point of maybe wanting to talk with us no yeah it's great yeah yeah it's it, it's amazing you're tying a whole bunch of loose ends kind of in because this is about the point in the story where it stuff starts to finally make sense so yeah are we level 13 now you what are, are we, we level, level 13, 13 now <laughs> uh yeah you will be yeah next time you're not gonna find anything again until then but you Wait. have now accomplished more awesome. stuff than you will be level 13. So it doesn't have to be a like a fight. It can just be an encounter. That we'll yeah, just... it's milestone you... leveling. Andy and I both use milestone leveling. Yeah, you, oh. you got through this encounter. Yeah. 100%. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Good. So, so and, sort of the same in... thing. Remember in, yeah. sorry, in, uh, in Waterdeep where it was like we had leveled and then like that same session leveled. Because it's like, yeah. well, you have the fucking stone. That's a level. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, and and one way or another, you will have dealt with uh, Israk Devir, um, for next time. So, you plan to level up them, yeah, to thirteen next time. Um, and of course, be thinking uh, of of the stuff you want to ask him. Um, and, and what are what are what are the things you want to know and that sort of thing? Yeah. And it might be worth, I, I don't know. Like I know that every once in a while we get back into the narrative and have like little family meetings or we meet with uh, uh hamster lad <laughs> and try to like 
put things together, but but it might be worth uh, us with you, Andy, just maybe being a bit bit more intentional about like let's how, hit these points. Yeah, like and how best to present with with real clarity from from a from our from us as players as a as collaborative storytellers some yeah, clarity yeah. about the story as opposed to the usual kind of role played kind of stumbling confusion kind of piecing things together yeah. like, that's fun to play but i also don't want i don't want people to feel lost and i include myself in that 100 <laughs> percent. yeah what if it might even help if i because i've done this before too with like let me present you with like the open ends like things you haven't tied up and yeah. what are the, and then you can pick from those. Like what are things I think Israel might know about that I want to know about, or what are things that I need to ask someone else about just as a kind of a reminder of, Oh yeah, we never figured out what that was. And we probably should. Um, I could present you with a list of those and then that'll maybe help shape the conversation. Does cool. that sound good? Yeah, yeah and, it, and I think we're going to have another two weeks off before we play again, so we have time to do all that. All right, I'm going to banish Craig because fuck you, Craig. Oh, yeah, fuck you, Craig. This has been Goats and Dragons, presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.